I get past the bag. Yeah, there we go. They go that bad. <laughs> Welcome to Wire Wire. This is Maurice Boykin. What up, guys? It's the Wire to Wire podcast. We're back like we never left. Like we'd be telling y'all, but you know what I'm saying? We're just work with us. Just work with us. We're trying to, we're trying to get better, man. It's 2020. It's 2020. And it's a, and it's a pandemic. We report live from pandemic. Quarantine. <laughs> you know, quarantine style. We, we good, though. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're we better than a lot of Americans. <laughs> conditions going on right now. Yeah, just blessed to be healthy, you know? And with tough times, calls for resiliency. And that's what me and my boy Maurice trying to do. Yeah. With that being said, there's not much going on actively in sports, but we did get NFL free agency. And we are getting an NFL draft, but due to the virus, you know, no basketball, no baseball, no March Madness. So the sports world kind of grieving right now. We in a we in a tough spot. Yeah, we need to do is you know what I'm saying we're we just trying to provide some content for you guys. Just you know what I'm saying now the the rat race is kind of slowed down and bottom the top of the world and we're in with our families. We're just trying to get in the lab to create you know, when this is all over, get the situation together. But NFL free agency is kind of slowed down, so now we can kind of go over it with a broad stroke of everything that will happen for you guys. Just to kind of give you one big summary right before the draft. Um, some of the major things, of course. I mean, we really got to just start the podcast so off talking about Sir Thomas Brady. Yeah, I'm going to the Bucks. Who else are we talking about? First? I, he did it. He did it to get some better weapons around him to to stay on the East Coast, to play in a state with no state tax. I mean, he's got the best receiving core in the league, and he's got a good tight end. Don't know about his offensive line. He's got a good coach, Bruce Arians. Got a suspect defense, but they've got a good defensive coordinator, Ty Bowles. That's a good That's a good pickup for the Bucks, man, because Jameis is a good quarterback to some standards, but Tom Brady's a GOAT. And they've been seven and nine for as long as I can remember in terms of that vibe of a team that can beat you on any given day, but you're never afraid of. That's that was what the Bucks were. And now their team gotta take serious because they got Tom Brady. Legitimacy with Brady. Usually they can bring that resume to this company for this uh metaphor. I mean it just makes you just Makes you more legitimate in general. Did you really think that uh, Brady was going to leave New England? Because I definitely did. I didn't think he was going to actually. I did not think he's going to leave because I didn't know where he's going to go. Because I couldn't just imagine like, him not? going to the Bucks. Like even though like oh it's probably a better situation for him offensively, I just couldn't imagine him playing somewhere without any credence. You know, like I can imagine him maybe going if he's going to leave. I can maybe see him going to the Chargers because it's West Coast and it's cool and they got a lot of weapons too. But that was the only team I could see him going to. Maybe the Colts because, you know, they play indoors and they are well run. They have a good offensive line. But I never saw that perfect fit. Like, oh, boy, if they just got Tom Brady, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. That never, that never showed itself to me. Tennessee had some shines of life. So I'm probably going to stay because, you know, it was nothing perfect. But what it seems like 
is they didn't want him to stay. Well, Bill Belichick didn't want him to stay. So it wasn't like more like, oh, can you see him leaving? This seems like this seemed like the Patriots would have wanted to keep him because they let him go. Because if you don't offer a man a contract, if you don't if you don't do everything you can to keep him by offering the most money possible, then you didn't want to keep him because you know what he wants at that point in his career. He wanted the money because he had been taking so many pay cuts. He deserved it, you know. And so if you're not going to offer him the money, then you basically are telling him pack your bags you know you are basically saying that to Tom, Tom Brady so it's almost like why didn't the Patriots keep him more than why did he leave and they the price point that they would have taken Tom at they didn't even want to offer that to him as a low ball because they didn't just that number would have got out to right. like, oh, 25 with 20 10 million dollars a year or something mm-hmm. like that like, yeah, something super crazy low ball so they were just like I'd rather just not even offer it just I ain't no Bill Belichick you know and, and Robert Kraft you know it seemed like he wanted Brady and, and Belichick didn't and Kraft is not the football man and Belichick is so he deferred to his delegation you know he deferred to who he put in charge for this thing. And if he would have let Belichick be in charge in the first place, then they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo right now. So maybe he had to learn his lesson the hard way, listen to Bill Belichick. So with that being said, who do you think comes out on the better end in two years? I say the Bucks, right? I mean, it just, the it Bucks just sounds crazy the for you even. It's crazy for you even. Like, I, I can't even, like, if you told me the Patriots, I mean, with who? Like, who's going to be? Who's that's gonna be the thing. You have, ball, to, you, have to, ball, you have to know the ball. this year. That's why I said two years. Because this year is like the year of the plot. Where Bill Belichick is putting pieces in place. He's he's letting pawns go. He let go Kyle Van Noy. He let go Jamie Collins. He let go a really good offensive lineman. I don't remember his name. He kept one offensive lineman, Joe Thune. He, he couldn't let him go. He's too good. But they let go a lot of good players over the last Tom Brady. The, they let go a lot of good players. So it's almost like it's okay, we're gonna let these people go. We gonna we gonna stack up draft picks and we're gonna make a move next year for a quarterback. Now playoffs what we say. You know what I mean? So it's like this year is like a foundation year. But don't let them boys get enough picks to where they can trade up for Sunshine, Trevor Lawrence, so they can get Justin Field, because that would suck for the rest of the league, because they're going to be good for another 10 years if they get one of those quarterbacks. But saying though, um, if, they, if they're in a position to get one of those quarterbacks, there's no way that that one quarterback is going to get them over the hill for that second year. As but far this as is what I'm thinking. Question. They're not going to be that bad to get the quarterback, because you're not going to, Bill Belichick's not going to go Two and fourteen, two and fifteen with the new seventeen game season. Oh, so that means go a good seven and ten or something like that. And then let's say Cincinnati or Arizona or Miami, a team that already has a quarterback ends up with number one overall pick. They don't need a quarterback. Put Belichick can go package and picks up and say, "Yo, here's all this. Give me that." And that's what I can Gets see as the most does. likely scenario is a package of picks, the Patriots being sub, kind of like how the Steelers were last year, is how I imagine the Patriots to be this year. Good enough to not discount a plan against them game by game, but not good enough to be serious 
contenders or good enough to even beat any really good teams. They're gonna have to beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams. You know. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Bucks on that one, man, because that's a whole that's a lot of stuff that has to. Go You're right. For so that second year to pop off and everything. I just feel I just feel like like you said, all the good players you're letting go. And Blase, Blase. I, I, I don't see where's the, where's, I don't see the route where they're gonna be fairly decent. Like, of course you're like, okay, it's Bill Belichick, but I'm like, okay, who's throwing this ball? Who's catching this ball? Who's Jared Sinem ain't it. I'm telling you that right now, bro. Like, what what are they doing right now? Like, I, I seen Jared Sinem play at Auburn. I'm an LSU fan. Played him enough <laughs> times to know he's got talent. He can make throws, but bro, he's, like, not, he's not gonna be the guy. He's not a Frank. We know what it is with that. Yeah. Dog. It's not Frank Alex Porter. You know what it is with that one. No. But but, but since but since you like the Bucks so much, what do you think their ceiling is this year with Tom Brady? Depends on how that defense is looking. If that defense is let's say average, like, I mean, average got, defense. Let's got, say average. You got that average defense. I mean, I could see them getting a wild card. I could see them doing Sheesh. That. So in that division, you think the Saints are better, right? Do you think we're better still? fault to y'all as far as yeah because mm-hmm. I mean y'all are the most consistent just from what y'all had last year to this year I feel like that especially we don't know how the season's about to look too right. I feel like y'all already have a most and that's a good 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 point is I can see the season starting off on time but off season being super short so if that's the case then if you've got a brand new situation then you're the one who's going to be at a disadvantage not the group that's been together for I don't know how long so that makes a lot of sense. The Saints have been the same core for about four to five years with the Mike Thomas, AK, Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, you know, Marshawn Lattimore. They've been together for at least three, four, five years you know, collectively. So, and some, some even go way farther back than that. So you're right. They're, we got the edge right now, but I just don't want them to be three and three and three or, you know, four and three at the week seven and then they start figuring it out and next thing you know they go Peyton Manning first season with the Broncos style and start lighting them light people up because it was already hard enough to stop like, the like boys with just Jameis Winston scary. it was already hard enough exactly. to stop them with Jameis Winston they were beating Winston. themselves now you actually got somebody who's gonna actually throw the ball and not get Could you imagine come on turnovers from the quarterback position and you in seven and nine you had 35 turnovers from one player. 35? I mean, it's 35 times you had the ball and you have to give to the other team. So imagine if you cut that in half and you say, okay, I want to keep the ball of that 35 times. I'm going to keep it this time 17 times. And all of those 17 times, I'm going to get about 10 touchdowns, four punts, and three field goals. 10 touchdowns, difference in a year, is humongous. Or pick sixes. It's humongous in the the game of football in which three to four points pretty much decide every game. A touchdown, eight points decide every game. So they've got to get better on defense. They got to add some more DBs. I like their front seven. They got back in Domicon Sue. They re-signed Shaquille Barrett. You know, they got Devin White. I love them. They just need to get that those DBs sorted out because right now that's their barbecue chicken. The O line, I'm sure they'll figure that out, but who knows? But but they're interesting. They're a team to watch. You think about Teddy, Teddy and Robbie. 
to the Carolina Panthers makes our division much more difficult because I love Teddy as a Saint. He was when I, when I say awesome teammate, awesome. So with him having his own team, he's gonna let that calm leadership lead by example rub off on the rest of those guys and they got a really young coaching staff and new ownership so teddy seems like a bridge a bridge quarterback to be honest you know like somebody they're going to use to get to the next guy but he's going to surprise a lot of people next year because he went five and zero with us and they can people really didn't give him credit for that they gave him credit when it happened but after it was over they didn't give him credit for it so he can have to do it on his own because he's going to have him, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, and, 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 and Christian McCaffrey. That's not bad weapons. I don't know what the tight end is going to be. And their defense is going to be awful. Their, their defense is going to suck next year. That's going to be the problem with Carolina. <laughs> not their offense. They're going to have yeah. the worst defense Ooh. or one of the top five defenses in the league. You lose Ron Rivera, a defensive head coach. You lose Luke Keekley. You lose Gerald McCoy. You lose Bradbury. You can't lose that many. Mario Addison left. That's just too much. You they're gonna suck next year on defense. Really bad. Yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with that because and yeah, Luke, yeah, Luke Keekley leaving and everything like that. It's gonna be tough. Oh yeah, Ian Thomas is gonna be there tied in. He's pretty straight. He's pretty good little young prospect, but he should be pretty decent. But yeah, their offense should be um above average for sure. C Mac can carry a load. Yeah. With Kyle Allen, so now you give to you know replace Kyle Allen with Teddy Bridgewater. You get somebody that can manage a game like Kyle Allen because Kyle Allen was good. Kyle Allen was a good game manager. I'll tell you that now. He's a good game manager. Yeah, he definitely. And Teddy Bridgewater manager. is a better game manager than Kyle Allen, and he can also sort of he can have three hundred every every now and then. You know, he can. If it's asked of him to do that, to throw the ball 30, 40 times, he'd be fine with that load. So, weapon got Curtis Samuel. They have the offensive DJ pieces. Moore, They're just small. Robbie, so, what I think is this. Yeah, they are small. And this is something that, I, as an LSU and Saints fan, I've seen Joe Brady coach for a long time. Those receivers they got, they got them for Joe Brady. That, that kid, Joe Brady, is going to use those receivers so well. Because remember the LSU, they had Chase, Jefferson, and Marshall. And they were not, none of them, I don't think, were taller than 6'3 or 6'4. None of them were super big. They were fast and they could catch and they can run deep routes and short and intermediate. And so, same thing with Curtis Samuels, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Those are not tall guys, but they're fast and they can run short, deep, and intermediate routes. That, that plus Christian McCaffrey plus Teddy Bridgewater, who can read defenses, that's going to be a good offense. I'm telling you right now, it may not be spectacular because they're going to be, you know, on a trash team, but their offense is going to be decent to watch. I'm going to tell you right now. Because they're going to play in the spread like they did last year. They're going to play in the spread, a lot of RPO type of stuff. Just watch, you know, but that's a team that with Teddy Bridgewater is better than without Teddy Bridgewater. It's also pretty cool they signed an XFL quarterback, so that's what's up. PJ Walker. What's going on with that? We resigned Drew Brees, so that's great. You know, keeping it in NFC South, we needed to keep him. We can't just roll into next season with Taysom Hill. So, you know, we got our quarterback um, locked up. We also got Emmanuel Sanders 
which I think is going to put a lot of pressure off Michael Thomas week to week. I think Emmanuel Sanders is one of the only guys that really ate us up the last couple years in terms of wide receivers. He had like 150 on us last year. So hopefully he returns the favor and does that to somebody else with us. So really, really looking forward to the season yeah. with those two because we haven't had a, a real number two wide receiver. And boy, like, I, I got to go like, back to past Tegman like three, four years ago. I can't even... Yeah, I was like, even t- and even then, Tegman was like... Hey, exactly. That was like four years exactly. ago. So it's like, <laughs> okay, let's see what's happening because we still have Jerry but I guess not. I'm pretty sure we're going to look at one more offensive piece in the draft, whether it be a running back or tight end or wide receiver. But we've got a good team and, we're, and, and, and you know, E-Man's pretty good pickup. I, I, I like the pickup. What do you think about E-Man? Yeah, it's for especially for the role that he's going to be in. Stop it because that number two role has been desperately needed for y'all. For us. And he's yeah, a veteran man, enough to know how crazy. to work with a veteran quarterback. It's not like, you know, he's a young buck like Robbie Anderson where he's going to have to run deep and, and he, he, he needs to be able to fly. He, he knows how to work that field. You know what I mean? So – that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a lot of fun, man. It's a it's a great addition. That's definitely a great addition for sure. What do you feel about the uh, Falcons getting Gurley? They got Gurley and Dante Fowler, so I think the Gurley deal makes sense for both sides because Gurley needed to get out of that Rams situation because they were not gonna play yeah, him right. Nah. It's not like they were gonna pay him right. P a y. They were going to pay him right, but they weren't going to play him right because they had invested too much in him to just use them all in one year. So once they figured out he had arthritis, they had to step off the gas and they couldn't give him the ball. And so if you can't give him the ball and you're paying him, it really don't make no sense at that point. You know what I mean? It's hard to it's hard to be confusing. You know what I mean? If you play football and you're confused about why someone's doing something then typically that's not a good sign because football is a very straightforward sport. You know, it's not like you got to be confused when you're watching football. You know what's happening unless it's a trick play, you know. And so when girl, you're not getting the ball, that was very confusing. Everybody's like, what is going on? Girl, you're not getting the ball. And the Rams are losing a lot of these games. What's going on? And we figure out, oh, he's got off riders. They can't really play him. And, they, and they're paying him like, they, like he's the best running back in the league. And so now he's in Atlanta where – they know how to use running back. They lost Devontae Freeman, still a free agent. Um, I think it's going to be a good fit if he can play three downs. If he can't play three downs, then it's going to be a wash. And he's going to be out the league in three years. I'm highly leading towards I know you said, I know you don't really like it. like it as much as, as, as most people do because we look at it as name value where you actually see the man had arthritis. Simply put, the man got arthritis in his knee. Like the like the girl is a it's a cool little story. I guess like for UGA, if you didn't know, you know, in Georgia went to the Falcons or anything like that. So it's just been a it is a story mm-hmm. and everything like that. I'm hope I'm hoping that like he can somehow figure out how to just you know because I mean it's not like the production was like mm-hmm. bad or anything last year, but like you said, he was just pretty limited and paid like and a top back. So it's like if, if he was getting if he was getting paid a million dollars right. a year, no one would blink an eye at what he's doing. But since he's Todd Gurley, you know, and I kind of joke about it because I hate the Falcons because I'm a Saints fan. So 
you know, but I like Gurley. So it kind of, it's kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, I want to see him do well, but then I want to see him lose every game. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, hope, I hope he, I, yeah, I don't want him yeah, to go exactly. there because I don't want them boys to get the satisfaction of having, you know, a hometown pickup type of thing. Good hometown pickup, just a good name, Brad. Now, and I mean, the Falcons offense, I mean, it's not like they used a running back too heavy in recent years. But that's years. been the problem with them. Because when they had Tevin Pullman and Devontae Freeman going – that's when they were hard to stop. I remember, boy, you let you let Matt Ryan sit back in there, and then Tevin Coleman hit you with a sweep or hit you with the with the out routes, and then Devontae Freeman working inside outside. Man, you couldn't stop that. I'm telling you right now, you couldn't stop that because you also had to worry about Julio and Matt Ryan and and Austin Hooper and whatnot. So their offense really needs to get more running back in they, they need to the, get more uh, running back in there to balance it out. Because right now they were too pass heavy. You kind of knew what they were doing every play. And it just wasn't working out for them. But I like what they did getting Fowler instead of Big Beasley. Because Big Beasley is a big old bust. And I, I, I say that as a person that hasn't played football. But, hey, he's a big old bust. You know what I mean? He had a one good year. Maybe in Tennessee – He's a better coach by Mike Vrabel, and he does something better. But Donate Fowler will be a better pass rusher than, than Big Beasley in Atlanta. I will tell you that. I love that he was able to go from that Jacksonville situation mm-hmm. to Atlanta and get some good numbers and everything like that. So that's good to see. That that, that Fowler defense yeah, will be the Yeah, in the corners. Damn, in the corners. corners. Yeah, hey. I, I don't know who's about to play hey. corner for the boys. But, and look, look at me. Don't get no corners either. I'm, I'm, I'm liking y'all. Why were y'all whack? Keep on stacking them offense. <laughs> keep on, keep on. You know, trading for Hayden Hurst. That's pretty decent. I would not hey, have given them a second round pick for Hayden Hurst, but whatever. You know, get get Hayden no, Hurst because you lost Austin Cooper. Keep on getting better on offense. But guess what? As long as they don't have no corners, they're gonna be the same ratchet team. Is I mean, yeah, the quarters have been an issue with the Falcons for like ten plus years at this point. It, I mean, Hayden Hurst, when Hayden Hurst was drafted by Baltimore, I mean, they had a lot of promise for him. So, I mean, hopefully, maybe just a change of center to get them together. But yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe he just was. Yeah, I thought Hayden Hurst. I remember when he first came out of South Carolina. He was like, "Oh, he's older. He's 25 as a rookie, but he's ready to play right now. He's ready to go right now." And so you go to Baltimore where they run the ball straight up, and then Mark Andrews takes the spot because you get hurt. So it's just like, yeah, go to. They're gonna use him now. I'm gonna tell you right now, that boy's gonna get the ball. So, cause I've seen him. He got some. He got some. Some nice little run, run out to catch type of vibes for what you want in a tight end. To catch a ten, give me eight. You know, catch a ten, give me ten type of thing. But speaking of that tight end position, you know, they they, they did yeah. lose Austin Hooper to the Cleveland Browns, who already have David Njoku. What does that tell you about their direction? About what they really want to do? Or it doesn't tell you anything about them, to be honest. It's a good sign when you're adding weapons for your young QB, especially just being his third year and everything like that. It's going to be interesting. Kevin Stefanski, the new head coach, hopefully they'll be able to get the offense situated. Blake, I'm sorry, Blake, Baker more comfortable with um, but if you the think offense about it, like you say, and making sure that they're able if, to get them. If that coach is any good, which he does seem like he's – not as bad as Freddie Kitchens because they were only bad. They were like they they were bad, right? And their coach was Freddie Kitchens, who's clearly in in over his head, right? So, what if you put somebody in there with some competence and 
who's not a Browns guy, who does his own thing, he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I work for the Browns, but I'm not going to be a Browns guy. You know, Freddie Kitchen was a Browns guy. He just walked around, looked goofy and, you know, misplaced and didn't really know what to say in press conferences, you know, stuff like that. He was really out of his, out of his, out of his, out of his element as a head coach. Whereas Stephen Stefanski hasn't been a head coach, but he's played at some decent organizations where he learned from Mike Zimmer, you know, with, with the Vikings. And they've had a really good offense last year, the Vikings did, with just some similar weapons. You know, good quarterback, couple good wide receivers, running back, Cook, um, Chubb, two good tight ends Odell, with Jarvis, Smith Stephon, and Kyle and Rudolph. So, and their offense was hard to stop when, when they were at home. So, it's something that they have the framework to be uh, honestly a Super Bowl team. If you really, if you if you if you close your eyes and don't say it's the Browns, if you put that team on any anywhere else, you put them on the Colts right now. You give the Colts Chubb, Hunt, Odell, Landry, and Joku Hooper, and a good young quarterback. How, how how can you not say, oh my God, how are we going to stop them? How can you not come every week saying that? So the fact, that's exactly, like, that's what I'm saying about the Browns. Like, if you really, this is when they're getting stuck on. Because last year they had all the hype because they just got Odell and they just got um, Hunt and they a couple years, maybe a year before that they traded for um, for, for Landry. So last year is when they had all the hype. Yeah, and they got Williams, and they and they got Gordon Greedy Williams, and they got a little bit better to me year over year, just maturity wise and understanding. We just can't be the same old Browns. We got to be better, and they hired a better coach. And to me, this is the year where the Browns should have. To be honest, they need to have some conference playoff Super Bowl hype because that roster is too talented not to. Because anybody else in that situation, like the Ravens right now, how they are young, but they have all the talent in the world, they got Super Bowl hype. The Browns have no excuse not to be up with them. If you if you don't put them with them, then, you, then you're shading them. You know what I mean? It's almost like you're just discounting them just because of the Browns, which is not, which to me is okay. He's at a point with the Browns where they kind of like, I feel like they're at a point I think everybody's just kind of like, okay, uh, we don't want to hear no hype. We don't, exactly. like, we don't want to talk about these but, dudes. But, that, but that's when, but like, that's like the best thing for them is to get out the hype, just play ball. Just go just right there and play ball because y'all got all the talent now. If they play ball, it's the best thing for them. They still exactly, don't play Because no at the end of the day, you got to play ball. So, so if, if Spencer can't coach, if Becker can't throw, if yeah, if Especially with Baker, everybody's tired of everybody like Baker. If, if he's if he throwing dirt balls and and he can't escape rush, and and he too small to see past the line of scrimmage. Then it's not gonna work. But if they play ball, they're gonna be fine. I'm telling you right now, this is the year to to put the Browns on the bandwagon and hop on it. If you can hop on the bandwagon, I'll hop on right now. To be honest, see how the how they work and everything like that. Pittsburgh, yeah. hey Eric Ebron, hopefully pick up, but yeah. They- I'm not really, I'm not really impressed with Pittsburgh right now, to be honest. I love their coach. I love, I, I yeah. love their coach, but I don't love Big Ben anymore, man. You, you know, we know it about. Yeah. We, we know it. Favorite. I don't love Big Ben anymore. I don't. He's too hurt. I'm, I'm off. Awesome. He's yeah, no, he's, he's he's over the hill. 
Honestly, once, once he was like, yes, I was like, I exactly. I was like, oh, if you can question that publicly out loud, Jesus Christ, that means you're questioning it in your head <laughs> all the time, which like, means you 50 50. To me, to be a quarterback, you got to be a hundred. You got to be all in because it's such a tough game to where, like, if you are not all in, it seems like you're at a disadvantage. Me, not ever played quarterback. I can't tell you that to be certain, but from the outside looking in, it seems like you really got to be focused, locked down 100%. Have you ever heard Tom Brady waver on whether or not he's going to play? I've never, ever heard him waver on that. I've always heard him say at least to 45. Now I'm here until 50. You know, I've never heard Drew Brees waver. He's always said, I'm going to take my time and make my decision. But it's never been, oh, I might want to hang it up. And no, he's always been, I'm going to take my time. They made my decision. But it really was never a doubt, publicly at least. So we'll see what Pittsburgh does. But they're kind of boring right now, to be honest. That, um, to me, that, that everything like that, that, that Stephon Diggs trade, what do you. Well, before you even get to that Stephon Diggs thing, I want to ask you about you being a Chargers fan, losing Phillip Rivers to the Colts. Does that make them any more serious, or does that actually make them worse? Because you know Phillip Rivers can lose some games for you. Like, that makes them slightly better, only because I feel like Rivers right now is at least a little bit better than what Jacoby was is right now and then the offensive line is way 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 better so and that's a great point because it's not and it's not just oh they're better because he's better they're better because you know philip has never had an o-line like like the like the colts have i'll tell you that much and i'm really really a a big fan of marlon mack i'm a big fan of ty hilton they got some good young pieces and they got a good team. They just need to sort of get over that hump, like that, the eight and eight, and um, make it a ten and six. You know what I mean? Make it a eleven and five. How healthy? If, I mean, if, if, uh, Ty is healthy and everything like that. He's been kind of, kind of gimpy the last couple of years and everything like that. At the, I think he's twenty nine at the point. I'm hoping that he probably a little older. Yeah, to be honest, he came out of Florida International, so it's like he probably play all four years of college. You know, at least so. You know, like, yeah, no, he, been, he, he he is a big bet. Like as Ty is a big bet. As long as Ty, as long as uh, Ty is like not, he doesn't fall off of a hill or anything like that. Because I don't know about their wide receivers besides Ty, really. Chris Campbell and somebody else. They lost um, Devin Funches to the Packers, which is a pretty good pickup because they needed somebody on the side. Last of, year. Right, uh, uh, Zach Pascal. I'm like, okay. Uh, well, Zach Pascal, yeah. Chris Campbell. Somebody's got to show me something. They got Jack Doyle. Yeah. So that's gonna be. Yeah, and now they're gonna Jack Doyle's gonna be the man. So y'all fantasy people, Eric Ebron was getting a lot of Jack Doyle touches. He about to eat up next year. Oh my God, he about to eat up next year. Yeah, so I mean the weapons aren't as good as what he had before. So, but I mean at least the line's better. So I mean you'll be able to throw accurate ball. So I mean if they do something in the draft, get a receiver and ask somebody late, I think they'll be really decent. Yeah, in that division they got worse because the Jags are worse, the Texans are worse. Um, what's in that division? Houston. Oh, Tennessee. They're slightly better. They're slightly about, about the same. Yeah, slightly better. Yeah, so, so 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 they're they're right in the thick of it in that division, but they just gotta they gotta get over that hump and be ten and six instead of eight and eight. But 
like you said, um, moving on to that, I think that's the best of the free agency signings. I did want to mention um, the the Broncos getting Melvin Gordon. I think that's an underrated pickup because Finn Lindsay is really, really good, but I don't think he's like an all-down back, and he doesn't think so either. You know, he's not that built like that. And watching Eckler and Gordon, now you got Lindsay, who's better than Eckler, and Gordon, who's still Gordon. That can be a really, a really good team next year in Denver. Um, their defense is definitely going to be pretty a one. The offense, we gonna, we gonna see how that. It really, the offense only goes. depends on the quarterback because they and and and, and another wide receiver because Corlin Sutton is a budding star. Their running backs are great. Quarterbacks are question mark. O line question mark. Wide receiver besides Corlin Sutton question mark. Noah Fant is awesome. Noah Fant is awesome. Noah Fant is awesome. So, um, they're going to be an interesting team next year. If if, if Drew Locke can be what he raps about, then, then they'll be good. I mean, I don't know. He rapping Jeezy. I don't know about Jeezy in 2020, though. I don't know. <laughs> nah, he rapping Jeezy in 2020, but he rapping 04 Jeezy. So, I give a pass on that. <laughs> moving along, moving along. We're gonna uh yeah the Broncos that's all the defense that's always gonna be fairly solid. We should, yeah, we stop and see what's going Robert on. Robert Quinn alongside Khalil Mack in Chicago. Scary side. Scary side. I was Scary. interested that they um let Litter Floyd walk away, which was pretty interesting. But Damn, they Rams when they signed um who did they get? Didn't they get Robert Quinn? That's no, about the D tackle. They got did they get like DJ Reader or somebody? They did get they got, they got somebody like that, but it wasn't notable for me to take note. All I get from my thing of the Bears is like you said, letting them go, Leonard Floyd, bringing in Nick Foles, and bringing in um, Robert Quinn. They still need to get maybe because I think Ha Ha Quinn Dix is still a free agent right now, which is pretty odd. Um, but they're in the mix in the NFC North. Yeah, he went to the Cowboys. Oh, geez, that's that's pretty tough. Yeah, I did. I was. I did like that assignment. I was like, okay, I like that. Well, I get a lot actually because Cowboys never shored up that back end when they let Byron Jones go, and they think they let Jeff Heath go. Jordan Woods might be there, and they might still have that um Awuke guy. And but but Byron Jones to Miami, that's gonna be him and Zayvon Howard are gonna be a nice little tandem out there as well. Can't really forget about them boys out there in Miami. Them boys get two or Joe Burrow. They're going up. Talk's going up. Yeah. Um, it was just signings. But I mean, nah, I'm still about Burrow. Burrow's going to be a Bengal. There's no way he's not going to be a Bengal. Like, hey, man, we can, we can only hope. Because, look, I like nah. I, I like the Bengals in terms of what they got going on. They got so much done on defense and free agency. They got Trey Wayne. They got Mackenzie Alexander. They had a lot of bodies. They got Von Bell. They went and got some bodies. You know, they went and just put put pegs and holes on a sinking ship, right? So they're still below water, but they're close to at least coming back to the surface. You know, they might not be soaring through the seas, but they're at least, you know, on a rife raft hovering and not sinking no more. You know, at one point they were sinking. Now they at least above water, you know what I mean? Now they get Joe Burrow. They might be able to start, you know, doing some speedboat. They might be able to start taking off. You never know, because Joe Burrow, he's the type of quarterback that is not going to be 
shocking you with attributes. But when it comes to just winning the football game and doing what you have to do to beat the other team with your mind, he going to do that. I get, hey, he going to do that. Okay, he going to be smarter than your defense every time. Really fast. Maybe not in the but beginning because it takes a long time to read defenses, you know. But once he gets able to do that on the NFL level, he will be an elite quarterback. Yeah, yeah, he has all the potential in the world to be one of the. If you can have him or Tua, who would you take? So it's funny that you say that because my uh, I've been working on this big board and I've been working on the little my draft and everything like that. So I. I definitely have Burrow going number one, Bengals, just to start that off with that. Well, on my big board, I actually have Tua in front of um, Joe Burrow in my big board, actually. Especially with the news of his uh, health scans and everything being super positive, I do have him slightly above. But I don't think you should, I don't think the Bengals should take Tua over. Mm-hmm. But, but if you could if you could pick one, who would you pick? The charge, I'm hoping the Chargers would like to we could go ahead and we see if we can make a move for him because. It's in the cards right now. It's been a, we, we got we, we, we gonna see what we do as far as we sure we get to it, whether he uh how far he falls. I don't think y'all I don't think he makes it past five. No way he makes it past the Dolphins. So good luck out there with uh Tyrod Taylor Let's and trade it up to like two or three. Nah. Cause mm-hmm. I was because we could trade up to two or three or something like that, but no, there's no, no, no there's no Herbert. That no. All, it's funny because all these dudes with these mock drafts that say we're getting Herbert, stop it. Get you know. Um It's not what the Chargers are doing. Herbert's not. I'm going to tell y'all right now the Chargers aren't getting Herbert at six. Maybe if it was a little bit later, possibly. But now that we're in a situation where we signed, we got Eckler on the good deal. We got um, Trey Turner from the Panthers. We got Kyle Allen. We Y'all got have to pay Phillip Rivers. Peter Allen, Turner. Maybe you guys can yeah, the pay for the rivers. kind of be regular for a year and, and then just and just rock out with a good team. Because Chris Harris is a good pickup in that slot, boy. Desmond, Desmond King, Chris Harris, Harris, and freaking Mr. Hayward. Linval Joseph. That's nasty. Linval is a good pickup. Got Balaga. Because y'all got – y'all have Linval in there with a the boy from last year. What's his name? Um, uh, Tillery. Mm-hmm. You know, show him a thing or two, D-tackle. And then – Outside, y'all gonna be nasty with Bosa and Melvin. Y'all defense is gonna be top notch next year. Y'all get a couple linebackers, but boy, oh boy, yeah, we gotta get y'all got Tyrod Taylor, y'all quarterback, GG. That's all I gotta say. All I gotta say. (laughs) He said GG, double G's. Hey man, I'm, 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 hey man, we gonna ride with the. You gotta ride with the five for right now, but boy, oh boy, ride with the five right now, GG it. But, (laughs) but the, but the, (laughs) in that division. You guys can hey, be we get into that water better water. than Broncos. Awesome. You can be better than the Raiders. You know, KC got that on wraps. So y'all got to fight for a wild card if y'all can. But it's it's an uphill battle with no quarterback, with no elite quarterback. I I'm, about go, I'm about to cap. I'm about to cap to you, boy. We get Isaiah Thomas or a Puda or somebody like that. Hey, defense is gonna be ready for Mahomes. We gonna be we gonna be ready to go. We're strapped. We got my boy. Um, Nazir on the way. Stop it, Mister Adderley. Be ready to I'm knowing about the Chargers, but be. but yeah, y'all <laughs> made some moves now. I also made some even you know to me like made a lot of moves, but didn't make the move. The Cowboys. It was the Cowboys had done a oh, lot yeah, Cowboys, without man. doing anything. So 
They get Dontari Poe, good pickup. They get Adon Smith, question mark. They get, like you said, HaHa Clinton Dix, good pickup. They re-sign Cooper, they lose Travis Frederick. That is major. Right, major, a retirement. Major. Because what that is, is it's not just yeah. that he's gone and he was the best center in the game. It's a sign of things to come with that O-line because it is aging at this point. Yeah, they're getting is. older got, and older. Uh, Byron was gone. Because Tyron Smith is, he's I think he's in his 30s at this point. Still great left tackle, right tackle, but he's in his 30s. So yeah, it's only Martin so Donald much, Blood. you know, you can do wear and tear because they did a lot of run blocking. You know, that's a lot of boom, pushing, mauling. You know what I mean? So they've got to shore up a few a more things on that on that defensive back end. And they got to get that Prescott back in the building on more than just a franchise tag. That's the fastest way to lose lose trust is to tag somebody. Ask the Redskins and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, the Cowboys at this point, they got a decision to make because, I mean, they've only got, if they do this uh, tag, they're doing a tag this year. They don't get it done this year. They got one more time to use that tag. And if Dak Prescott, he balls out for these two years and actually hits the open free uh, free agency, for real, for real, he's going to get a check. I mean, that's so lame, though. Kirk Cousins got an $84 million guaranteed. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, you said lame as far as, like, what? Like, on, like, the Cowboys for them not to pay him? No, just in general, the policy of that franchise tag, one year oh, is yeah, lame enough. Oh, yeah, the that's Lord a little, knows. That's a little abomination. years, dog, of a that is so unfair. I mean, you get two years of top pay, yeah, but it's like, bad. come on, man. So much can happen in two years. Get out of here. That's two years yeah, of prime. They definitely get locked up for another deal. You know what I mean? So it's all good, though. You know how the you know how the game go. The the NFL CBA is 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 written to only protect lower status players. It doesn't do anything for people that actually are about to make you know top dollar. No, precisely, and it's just gonna be it's gonna be a game of chicken at this point with them because you if you're the Cowboys you want to go ahead and get that deal done, but if this is a situation where you can't get to that number, they gotta do go ahead and get figure out what they gotta do if they if they need to go ahead and pay him now or what because if he balls out again the contract you need it's, it's gonna be more exactly exactly. Exactly. You gotta lock in a number that you're comfortable in, I guess. But if you let them go in free agency, and you don't have a plan or somebody coming in, you're just gonna be a laughing stock because you're gonna be another team out here without a quarterback when you could already sign somebody. But it'll be interesting. It's gonna be interesting because, like you say, money talks, and Jerry got the money, but he gotta be ready to spend it. But you know, that's who's already signed. You know, Dak hasn't signed yet. On that dotted line, but there's a few players still out there. Um, for example, Jadavion Clowney, who had to bring down his asking price from 20 million down to about the 17, 18 range, which to me is about is about right for his services. It's definitely about right. Man. I mean, I would if I'm Clowney, I would just sign, I would try and see if I could sign a good one two million dollar deal. And try and see if I can get down. Well, I know he's probably going to try and go for mm-hmm. that lucrative goddamn. Oh, it just depends what he's looking for that four year. Because I mean, if you try to get four years, you got to take fourteen or seventeen million. You got to go ahead and take that. 
Yeah, but uh, they're not going to give him that. You try to do like a, they'll give him one year, probably 16, 17, 18, but they're not giving him four years of that. He probably get four years, maybe 13, 14, 15 tops at a four year. So, but to me, with him, he I remember earlier, he said, I'm not doing this for the money. I want to be able to win. And so, he's, he's looking at teams like right now, the Giants, the Browns. I know Seattle has some interests. So, it's not really like all the elite teams are looking at. Thing- and to my um, my point, I would probably say like for that if I did like a one two deal, like if, they, if a nigga was like, okay, cool, I can get signed like a twenty two, twenty one million dollar deal for one or two years. I'm like, shit, okay, cool. If that situation, I can get into. But if not, then you know, what I'm saying that's off the table. But I would say that for Clowney, I mean, it may be a bad. Like he might have to take that Nadalikin Sue route, where I'm just taking the big fat one year contracts every year just you know what I'm saying get my true worth every year I mean it may be a situation where you try to do that if people aren't really trying to get you to your number that you're trying to get to Newton two good quarterbacks two African American brothers that I think at least one of them should be starting somewhere Cam Newton right now maybe Jamie's got to find a role like Ryan Tannehill did and get his way in there that way. But how you feel about their situations and their outlook going forward? Yeah, it's just very interesting because with this situation going on right now with the COVID-19, it's making it hard for teams to be able to get uh, physicals done and their uh, medical teams to look at their uh, conditions and all that other good stuff and anything like that. So it's made it tougher. I think Cam, I don't think Cam, would even want anything less than a starting gig or at least the opportunity to fight for a starting gig. So I, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands at. Jameis, yeah, like you said, I think he's going to have to probably do a Ryan Tannehill move where he comes in as a backup and tries to figure it out. But I mean, it, I, I definitely want, I want to say that if this situation with the COVID was not going on, I feel like these two would definitely, one, at least one of them would have already been signed or, and what happened to them is timing screwed them because yeah. they came in, well, except for Jameis. Really, Cam got screwed with the timing. Jameis just wasn't going to get one this year. Mm-hmm. But but when Cam got released, everybody else got moves made. Nick Foles already went to Carolina. I mean, to Chicago to compete with Mitch. He would have been a great candidate to compete with Mitch. He would have took that job so fast. Um, you know, Chargers seem pretty much cool with Tyrod for now. They may find him because He just got really bad timing here. Yeah, because the, the report was that we were looking in, we were looking into a trade for him. So I was pretty interesting to hear that while he's still kind of not been signed. Now that he's willing to go, I guess we just couldn't get to a number as far as it's interesting to see what he's actually. But I think you're right though. Wise. If he could go into a building and say, "Yo, I'm still good. Look at me," then. Somebody would have signed him in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. But they can't do that right now. So since they can't verify his skill set versus his, you know, his injuries within recent years, he got to he, he got to wait. He got to wait. But yeah, I mean, the hype video looks good because I mean, the video with him with the gospel and everything like that. Everybody, everybody was loving that. Everybody was going crazy with that. Well, you know, something like this is really interesting to see those two guys two people that were former number one overall picks completely not have jobs 
you know, kind of slick in their primes. So my boy James got LASIK, and I don't know about <laughs> you, but if you've seen them pictures of James squinting 24-7, I know you're tired of seeing that boy squinting. Yeah, so I definitely am tired of that, man. that LASIK, I see him out there working out, holding bricks. My boy got a country workout going on. Holding bricks, arm <laughs> Alabama boy, you cannot take that Alabama out, the boy. Exactly, eat a W, Jameis. Go out there, sign with the Jags or whatever, supplant someone and 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 reestablish yourself as a quality quarterback because you are a thirty for thirty guy. Don't you ever forget it? You did have thirty picks. Now, you know I don't right, want you exactly. to ever forget that because because thirty picks is hard to do. You know what I mean? That means you got to play sixteen games and damn near throw two a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, every game. And, and it was just so crazy how every, pretty much every game, like clockwork, he would throw one the first pass. Of the game. And <laughs> yes. then it was just, <laughs> it got, was just the Jameis Follies. It just didn't make any It didn't make no sense. Like, what do you press so hard for, Jameis? Like, play play within the game, brother. But you know, sometimes he'll play it though, because he'll have some moments where you're like, goodness. Exactly. Gracious. That boy got 450 yards, and he got, the Bucks have 34 points, and. And, you know, you're looking like, God, you can't stop these guys. Because when they get hot, they get tough. But I think he's going to have to, like you said, get a bench roll for now and, and then find his way in, maybe go to New England and work with somebody like that. Um, but but Cam is, is is my guy to watch. I want to see him land somewhere like the Chargers or land somewhere with some stability like New England. Billichick, come get him. Hey, I don't want to see that because, hey, I, I just don't want to see him go anywhere where there's – where there's already good stuff set up. I want him, I want him, I, I mean, I don't want the Patriots to get anybody like him. I want the Patriots to suffer for a little bit. They've had enough. Yeah, I definitely do. Like, no, 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 most definitely. I, they got to go yeah. down for a little bit, man. They got to ride this out with Jared Sunderland for me. For me. Do it for me. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. I, I'm very interested. Their starting quarterback is going to be so weird week one seeing and. Tom Brady not in that jersey just started you know, just exactly because time. for as long as a lot of people have been watching football, even if you've been watching football for fifty years, for the last seventeen years you've watched them with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? And so you can have a kid right now who's never even been alive as long as Tom Brady has not been the quarterback of the Patriots. So it's gonna be awkward, but it's gonna be normal. It's gonna be back to the basics because they were not always like that. Like that, right. they were not always like that. Tom Brady made them like that. So once once he's out, the life of, there, of a regular franchise. Exactly, yeah, go back to that regular. Go back to being like whatever you were before. Whatever that was, be be, be that guy. But you know, it, it's gonna be interesting to see because whoever takes the chance on those quarterbacks is is really got a high reward on the end of the table in terms of risk versus reward. They have low risk. I'm gonna say sign to a major deal, which I doubt anyone gets a major deal. But you can get somebody that was a former number one overall pick, one guy, former MVP, for probably, you know, pennies on the dollar compared to what they would have been worth two or three years ago if they did the same thing. So it's going to be interesting to see for sure. A couple of trades happen. A lot of trades, actually. A couple of trades worth mentioning. Yeah, first off, we got to – I would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the Hopkins trade first. So, Bob. Bill O'Brien. He, he got another one for us, folks. He got another trade as the head coach GM extraordinaire of Houston. He pulls off the fantastic move of moving Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, for David Johnson. And for my people out there, 
my man is completely being sarcastic because it is clear some trades have winners, some trades have losers, some trades are there's a bunch of wins. What's that deal? How are you going to trade for the more expensive player who's worse than the other guy at a worse position, running back versus wide receiver, and don't even get a first round pick? What are you doing? What? Yeah. Oh, I don't my understand. God. He's not getting the first round pick. Oh, like, my what, God. What, 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 what am I missing here? You traded Davion Clowney, and you traded, uh, and you traded the best wide receiver, top three in the game, DeAndre Hopkins, and you didn't get a first round pick for either of them. I get not getting a first round pick for Davion because he was on an expiring contract. Makes sense. But to not get a first round pick for for Hopkins is really like kind of sort of it's it's almost like sabotage. Just like we'll just take any draft pick. You know, what's the highest you got? Second round pick? All right. Um throw in David Johnson and we'll make it a deal. Come on, what? What? Yeah, it, it just doesn't even – it doesn't make any sense. And, I mean, they were saying there were some grumblings about some – like a, Hopkins wanted a new deal. Or I think that's true. I think that's just, true. And, I mean, yeah, definitely he wants a good deal. But I'm saying because remember they, the money that you give it to a wide receiver is usually going to be better than the money you would invest into, like, an expensive defensive lineman or anything. Right. Like that. Also, that's just the you better, have Sean It usually lasts longer. You need to keep that man with, with as low as possible because – Clearly, clearly, without him, you, you guys would be in a dumpster right now without Deshaun Watson. And so he relies on DeAndre Hopkins. Do you, I, I have specifically seen my own eyes, like eye test, so many third downs where Hop just gets it. And it's like third and eight, third and nine, and Watkins comes around. And as you know, Hopkins comes back and, and he comes back and finds the ball. Boom, first down. You're not getting that out right, of Kenny Stills and Will they, Fuller. So You're not getting that out of them. So You're not exactly. getting that out of them or Randall Cobb. You're not getting that sort of elite, rapport, deep, short, intermediate, which makes sense. Okay, you're not going to get that out of a guy? Okay, well, you better give me some form then, and they got a second-round pick. That's the problem. Not trading somebody because you can trade anybody all you want because if you, if you don't want to pay somebody, then let that man go make money somewhere else. I, I, I respect that. But you better get compensated for doing so. Because not like Daniel Hopkins is an inspiring deal going out anytime soon. He's he, he's paid up for two or three years. Yeah, his I, I gotta I gotta get the contract numbers on Hopkins, man, because it just doesn't maybe he's, he's something maybe something I'll be, he's he's right there around eleven million saying, and and I think David Johnson right there around twelve million. It's not looking good. It's looking, it's looking pretty trash, and I mean, I feel, and then it because there were some people trying to defend Bill O'Brien with this uh, whole thing, situation, and I just feel like with this Deshaun Watson, especially you just now figuring out that he needs offensive linemen, you getting rid of one of his best weapons, and they and, and, and they sold out a way to and they it. sold their soul for Larry Tunsil, which is a great, he's a great investment for a, a young blue chip. Left tackle, he is gonna be awesome. But you trade for somebody. He just said he wants to be the highest left tackle. Exactly. So this is the logic here. And think about this: Miami goes and they chip out Minka. They get some picks, right? He's not gonna be due for getting paid for maybe a year or two. Then they ship out Laramie. He's gonna be due to getting paid the very next year. And they get two, not one, but two first round picks and a second round pick. 
for Laramie, and then they don't have to pay him. On the flip side, Davion Clowney, he only gets returns a third and a fifth round pick. And, and you're in the same position that they were in. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, you, you got to right. pay the man that you trade for first because you got to have a left tackle before you have a raw receiver, in my opinion, and this, and this, and this type of – for what they have going on because they, mm-hmm. they clearly have some different stuff going on. So, they need to protect Deshaun Watson at all costs. So, that, that makes sense. But you trade for somebody and you give up your whole farm and draft picks, and then you have to pay them. And then to do that, you got to get rid of Dodger Hopkins. Doesn't make, doesn't even add up. Doesn't it just doesn't add up? Bad GMing. That's what I say. It's bad GMing. Yeah, it, it just is. I, I don't know what the plan is because Ooh, David Johnson he cost that much, Ooh. and he didn't. And he didn't even look like he was that healthy. He got he got a job talking about Kenyon Drake straight up. Which I mean, I hope that just it was just an injury that was just hard for him to recover from. Or I'm not really sure. Yeah, and I mean Hopkins is in a free agent until 2023. So like he wants a raise, but he's locked in on a contract. He'll get his raise because he just he's badly outperformed that contract. But my thing is this: you better get a first round pick for that guy. Simply put, you better get a first round pick or don't trade him. It's just as simple as that. So, you know, they get a big fat F for that. On the flip side, yeah. the Cardinals, they got a nice young squad. Kyler, Drake. I like Christian Kirk. I like um, – I, I love J.J. Hopkins. And then they got, you know, Andy Isabella in there. So, and Larry Fitzgerald. They have right. to get some O-line. It's a good veteran leadership. Exactly. They got to get some O-line and some defense. But, boy, oh, boy, Cliff Kingsbury going to have some fun next year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. That's going to be pretty much that's going to be everybody's pick, Tyler, for breakout season. Everybody's going to, he's going to be hugely uh, reached for in fantasy. Everybody's yeah, going to go nice. grab Tyler, especially, uh, yeah, if, 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 you yeah. Know, if, if you know, yeah, if you know, you know. They, uh, you know, people love quarterbacks. They're like, oh, yeah, Mahomes, let me get Lamar. Yeah, exactly. Because last Tyler. year, you know, that's when people started realizing how a good quarterback, for some reason, they didn't know that a good quarterback. Can can help you out, but you can't reach for him though. That's the difference. Like that's what you that's what you gotta understand. Is in fantasy, you you need a good quarterback, but you so can't reach for it because then you're gonna sacrifice something. It's is more is more irreplaceable. Like getting a, a good wide receiver is not as easy as getting a good quarterback in fantasy. So you know how it goes, right? But, running back, but it's just not. But that's the first trade. So big fat F. For the Texans for not getting, yeah, big not fat for F. trading Hop because you can get traded. This is a business, but you better get something back in return for him. Big fat F. Yeah, it's David Johnson is second in the fourth. I'm sure on it. It just didn't even sound good. Like when you told your owner that, like he just like he was like, oh, okay, yeah, this sounds great. Right, and so if you compare that to what happened on the other side of the uh, of, of the of, of the world, Buffalo gets. Their number one wide receiver is Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs finally gets to be free out of the free me's. You know what I mean? He put the free and free me. So he's out of there. He's out of Adam Thielen's shadow. He doesn't have to worry about Kirk Cousins anymore. Now he got to just make sure he can go get the ball off the ground because Josh Allen going to be throwing them bombs all over his head, okay? 
Yeah, the accuracy is good. I know this isn't the quarterback that he wanted, but I mean, like you said, he gets the he his free me campaign is over. He finally is freed. Gets to be the number one receiver that he wanted to be. The trade looks like this. The Vikings got a twenty twenty first. They got a twenty twenty fifth, a sixth, and they got a twenty twenty one fourth. And they got that. And they gave up Stephon. You mean tell me like that's it. okay? I, I gotta let it go, but that's just oh god. Because <laughs> Von Diggs is fine now, and he's gonna play good in Buffalo. That's a he's somebody you need to draft. Right. If you could draft a quarterback, you need to get Von Diggs because Josh Allen gonna get him the ball. There's gonna be a lot of times where he overthrows it too, but that's natural for Josh Allen. He's gonna do that when you move when you move a number one wide receiver, and that's the kind of haul you expect. Exactly. The first, the that's fifth, normal. Sixth, Nobody fourth, bats an like, eye at that return. Like, Nobody says, oh, that's too much yeah. or too little. That's about right right there. That's about right. Right. At least the first, you're like, cool. And then Minnesota, to me, the doesn't even two. need two star wide receivers. They don't. They, they don't, don't at all. It was it was OD, and they realized their front office is like, well, I mean, we might as well go, go ahead and get exactly, something. Exactly, because first chance we're not gonna get, he's going to dip real. on us. First chance. Yeah, so, might as well go ahead and get something. Which is a smart move and, by Minnesota. And, and you can't have a, a grumpy wide receiver in your, in your locker room because that's just not fun. Like, Thielen, you know, he's kind of a nice guy. Kirk Cousins is a nice guy. And then you got Stephon Diggs who, who might have sour some grapes in there trying to get the ball. There for yourself, get something returned for him, and then, um, you know, build off that because you got things to fill. They lost a couple couple good corners, so they have some pieces to make up for. Um, you know, they still have Davin Cook and Kirk Cousins and Thielen in a, in a improving online. Not good, not bad, improving. Um, they got two good tight ends, so they did lose Laquan, who wasn't even really a part of their future. They need to get another wide receiver to, 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 to kind of fill that gap to be number two. But they run the ball more than anything. So, to me, both sides, this was as win-win as you can get. Because, to me, it kind of reminds me of, like, the Paul George trade to the Clippers. It's yeah, like, it, yeah, it's a good business. They didn't need him anymore. They don't have Russ. And Clippers, they need him to go along with what they got going on. So, it kind of worked out for both teams. They, they're going to move on to still be good. The us I can move on and still be good. I like it. I, I like the deal. I like that deal. Oh yeah, I like it on both sides. You get that X more of an X factor wide receiver for Josh Allen, who I, I don't think he, he's never gotten three hundred yards in a game. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy to think about because he be airing that thing out and he be he but what happens is, John probably put those good numbers. He had good yeah, numbers last year because what happens is like Josh Allen like last in, in the soup in the uh, playoff in the wild card game starts, starts off hot. Bop, 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 bop. Can't stop this guy. He's running. He's throwing. I can't stop him. And then all of a sudden, the game slows down, and you can stop him. And he's not as accurate, and the defense sort of sets in, and it becomes much more difficult to. Um... Yeah, because he needs max weapons. Because once John Brown's double teamed, and then all you got is um, what's my boy? Um, hey, now I kind of their uh their slot wide receiver that they had. What's you Cole Beasley? Once you get over to John Brown, then he got oh, Cole Beasley. Good. Cause he got Zay like, Jones okay. still. He might what be. Else I, I think he might be out of there, but I think they went to, to the Raiders. I think. I think. But yeah, yeah, but Zay but that's gonna be a good yeah, trio. JB with Stephon. That's a that's because Cole Beasley that's came on. He came on without Allen. They came on. Yeah, no, no, yeah. In fact, no, no, no. Beat though. He was eating up. He was a good touchdown. 
70, 90 yards a game for a little bit. But it's but but it's but it's, but it's something to to note for sure because if you think about it, you know, in in that type of offense where where, where deep throws are paramount, they got their guy. But there's a couple more trades I wanted to mention. Just real quick on the Nick Foles one. Do you think he has any chance to beat out Mitch day one? Or do you think it's pretty much Mitch's job until he messes it up? Um, Right before I give my point on that, I'll probably say for the uh, Vikes and the uh, Bills, I'll give, them, I'll give the Vikes a B plus and the Bills a B. Well, as far as grade-wise, I'll probably give it the slight to Minnesota. But... um. Foles, I I mean it's Foles' job right now to be honest with you, but they're gonna I probably say for the prominent circumstance of it they'll probably say that Mitch is coming in the starter, but I think it's Foles' job pretty much unless Foles is just super over the hill and washed. But I mean if he's semi decent, then I feel like he's gonna beat out. Yeah, because Mitch is somebody that you look at as with talent, but you don't really you don't really um, look at as a franchise quarterback anymore and so when that happens typically uh nick Foles is gonna find a way to to get you out of there he's gonna he's gonna, he gonna find a way to get you out of there so uh and he's had some history with matt with, with, with coach Nagy because they played together in kansas city and so um it might be a better fit for the, for the team anyway because nick Foles is probably better than Mitch, but he gotta be healthy and so you know that's just one little side note because you can't forget old nick Foles, old saint nick you know, um, another big one was the Colts acquiring a big defensive line piece, DeForest Buckner, potential all pro. This trade was very interesting because I did not see it coming at all, especially the 49ers, Garrett and DeForest, who was one of the key cogs for that defensive line. But I guess they're in a situation like, okay, the D line is pretty stacked already. We can add another piece that's and not they had to as pay him expensive. Now. And, then and they also had to pay him, too. So they wouldn't have traded him if they didn't have to pay him as well. And you're right. Yeah, yeah the Colts yeah, the Colts signed him in. They, they had all the They had so much money. For... The Colts had the most money, I think, coming into it. So, you know, that makes sense for them. Because nobody they draft at 13 as a defense alignment is going to be better than the Gunner is right now. So, for what they have going on, right. and then for... it makes sense. Yeah, and then for the 49ers, them if they can at the 13, that's a pretty high pick. If you can get somebody at 13, like if you could get like a Derrick Brown or a Javon Kinlaw, somewhere in that range. And that's where I think, and that that right there is where I think they may have sort of took a small L because their whole thing last year was that D line was so hellacious. When I say you can't do anything against that D-line because it's not, cause not like, oh, their DBs are locking up, their back-end linebackers are locking up. It was that D-line getting to you so fast that you don't even know what to do with the ball because the D-line coming to you so fast. You know what I mean? Like, that D-line is coming after you. So you take some of that out and you put in a wide receiver, right? Let's say they get Jerry Judy or Ruggs or or whomever, C.D. Lamb, they go offense on that, on that first-round pick. That's going to start changing the identity of the team a little bit because it's going to make it a little bit more offensively focused and less and and, and less I would say concentrated at that D line. So it's going to make them more beatable because 
the the worst thing about that team was that D-line in terms of for an opposing team to stop. So now if you can have a little bit of easier time blocking Nick Bosa, because you can double him now a little bit better, because Eric Armstead is good, but he's not really a pass rusher. It may be it may be something that bites them on the back end. Just me being a little bit of a future teller here. No, that's definitely an interesting point because more so what I was thinking about what they were going to go in the direction of, I thought they were just going to simply replace DeForest uh, Butner with somebody else on that D-line. But no, your uh, concept of them going to go ahead and get a wide receiver, that's pretty interesting because, I mean, they did lose Emmanuel Sanders um, in free agencies. So that's definitely a position of need for them because Debo is pretty much their only good receiver. They lost Emmanuel Sanders, yeah. Good win, though. And he's, yeah, ill. Ill. Yeah, Ill. Uh, You're right about Ill. Who else? Um, uh, uh, Dr. Ill. Pace. I got so. that. man. Yes. <laughs> I did too. I yeah, he blew me, man. Super gross. Yeah, so, yeah, Debo's their only receiver. So, him getting rugs or Judy, that would be fantastic. Or Steve It would be fantastic for like the offense. I'm going to make their identity a little bit dropped off. That's why I think they were go they were go defense on that, but we gonna see if they do go offense. That would be an interesting sign of what they're heading or what their decision was as far as like the direction of the team. So that's definitely gonna be something to watch out for. That's gonna be just remember we already t- we, we just we'll talk about that whenever the draft comes. It's gonna be very interesting to see where he those goes. Those are the but. big ones, you know. To me, to me, the the biggest winner of, of those all those trades has got to be the Cardinals because they gave up the less and they they gave up the the least and got the most. So. You know, there's still some things left to unravel, but that's pretty much the gist of the NFL offseason. Yeah, as of right now, yeah, Texans are big winners. Not the Texans, I'm tripping, uh, Cardinals, because they, they I'm tripping, because they got, uh, got rid of Dale Johnson, got hot for their air raid hybrid offense. Got to put, yeah, it's winner, 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 chicken dinner, but boy. Since we got nothing else to talk about for the NFL, because cause we done gassed that out. Can you believe ESPN, man? They got the show horse games and and 2K tournaments on TV now. Lord bring sports back. It's pretty Yeah, bring yeah, we, we didn't act for any of this, man. They were trying to figure out any and all type of content for them to kick on there. I like how the like the like the league is uh like the NFL, they're doing this on like Twitch and stuff like that. That's cool, but for you to put that on ESPN, that's not where I was trying to see. I already yeah, show some throwback. Remember the Titans? Go buy those rights. Go acquire the rights to some movies, man. <laughs> put those movies on there, and, and yeah, exactly. You know, like, like those channels that just show old movies all day, and like, like you know, what I'm talking about. Just be one of those for right now. Just completely stop broadcasting. No more Sports Center. Cut that out, and then just make it a. Just, just really dumb it down. But what, what's the problem with that is they got ESPN A, ESPN 2A, ESPN News A, ESPN whatever. So they got a lot of airspace to fill. Right. Oh, they, they got a lot show. of airspace to fill and not a whole lot of stuff. So really the only thing that can save them right now is esports. But even that is you know, pretty much normally they do that at com- big conventions. So, you know, GG to the sports world. Yeah, it's just yeah. GG to the sports, man. I don't like if if I man, if this man skipped talks one about LeBron, time, one more time. time, one more time. I'm the undisputed. I'm like, stop, bro. You gonna talk about this man, Ron? And then on Twitter, somebody added Shannon and said, you know, we just had this topic. 
And then Chance said, any ideas? And boy, I said, Lord, <laughs> I got another form. I got nothing for you, brother. Now, normally right. I would have something for him, but right now I'm like, well, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you, dog. I mean, we can talk about GG. It's definitely talk about you trying to talk bro. about. So. But, but but they got a three-hour show though. It's so it's GG, like, come on, bro. You got a three-hour show. Cut that down to thirty minutes and get in, and get out. Yeah, right. It's like if it's no sports to talk about, we exactly. we know exactly. We're like, not fooling like, nobody listen. at this point. Honestly, at this point, they just got to pull out the celebrities, bro. Like, that's all they we're, we Y'all celebrity friends? Where the athletes at? Pull, yeah, pull just talk to them. You know what I mean? Just chop it up. Yeah, get them on the phone or something, dog. Like, you know, you see, get LeBron on the show. Something. Do something, man. Let's talk about it. Let's get them on the show. Let's get, let's get clutch sports on there or something. Like, I don't know. It's not what we try to say. I haven't watched yet. Neither. I haven't even touched that dial even to even. No ESPN, no Fox Sports, no I just no try- football. I'm nothing. I'm just on on football, then Bleacher Report, and Twitter to see who's signing and who's working out for who virtually. That's it. I'm on that <laughs> Madden, bro. Yeah, hey, it's all we on right it. now, though. But hey, it's a good time to have an Xbox or, or PlayStation and have live. I'll tell you that now. Yeah, definitely, man. You, it's just a good time to have. That online internet, because what else are you doing in the house? Like, if I exactly, you'll system, force me to be a bilingual person at that point, because I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta pick up that Rosetta Stone for the free man. I might have to do bucks. that though, for real, for real. No kizzy. Get it out of here, man. Go overseas, talk a little, a little Spanish team or something. This like guy, that. man, this guy. But um, we'll probably be back. Right for the draft, so to reveal my boy's big board and, and talk about that and, and, and see what's going on. How you come along with that so far, by the way? Just real quick. It's go. It's going well right now. I'm just trying to get right now. I'm at the top twenty, trying to get that all ironed out. And as I keep going and going, it's going to be definitely a lot more edits. But it's making good progress. Got a lot more film to watch. I think I'm gonna watch some more. Uh, Tackle film, some more deep middle linebacker film, and just see what's going on. But we should have that soon. Try, I'm trying to get that in for y'all before the draft starts, so we can talk about it, have a good draft preview show, then a draft reaction show. So we're gonna try to get that in. It's quarantine. We're gonna try and grind it out. We ain't got nothing else to well, do. So, hey, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm waiting on it like white on rice. Um, if y'all got anything to ask us about, let us know. But right now, we're waiting on y'all, man. Yeah, uh, hit us up on Twitter. Wire to wire sports is gonna be in the details. Uh, like us on Anchor, all that other good stuff. You got the social media, so we're gonna have all the details below. Mess with us, uh, listen to the show, tell a friend to tell a friend. Quarantine hours now, so we're gonna try and get in gorilla. Hey, get him in, get him gone. Where the pack? Bye. In the mail, it's gone. Yeah.